Parshas Vayeshev Tovshin Pei. The Divriya Miyo, Talmud of the Natsiv from Valajan, points out that when it comes to the Shvatim, the Torah talks about their births and why they were named their names. But the next generation, the Shvatim's children, although there's a list in Parshas Vayigash, we don't find that the Torah goes into length about the birth and the naming of their children, except for two Shvatim. This week's Parsha, Sheva Yehuda, Vayeri Yehuda Meisachav, his marriage, the death of his wife, his children, Er and Oinon and Sheila, and then the story with Tamar and Peretz and Chetzrein. And later on we have the marriage of Yosef and his children, Menashe and Ephraim. And he explains that the reason these two Shvatim so important to talk about their children because Yosef is the Shevet that we call Avi Hagalus. He's the one who went down to Mitzrayim in this week's parsha, the first of the Shvatim to go into Galus, the beginnings of the Galus for Kla Yisrael. His children, Menashe and Ephraim, were brought up in Galus. And therefore, that's why the Torah talks about Yosef, because he is the Av of Galus. Yehuda, on the other hand, is the Av of Geula. With his, the birth of his children, eventually with Peretz, Peretz eventually is the great-great-grandfather of David HaMelech, Malchus Beis David, and eventually Mashiach ben David, which is the symbol of Geula for Kla Yisrael. So Yosef represents Galus, and Yehuda represents Geula, and that's why the Torah talks about their children bringing out the Galus and the Geula. But he continues and he says, if you think about it, it's a very interesting thing. Who sold Yosef to Mitzrayim? Who began the Gullus of Yosef? Yehuda. Yehuda said, why should we kill him? Let's sell him. So Yehuda, who stands for Gula, is the one who started the process by selling Yosef into Gullus. And then what happened? After Yosef was sent into Gullus, he was demoted. The Shvatim said, we would have listened to you if you said not to sell him. And eventually he went, and he got married, and he had his children, and the whole story with the eventual birth of Peretz, the father of Malchus Beis David and Mashiach ben David, was a result of Yehuda, who's Malchus, selling Yosef into Galus and beginning the Galus. And then Yehuda, who's Geula, is set up to give birth to Mashiach ben David. Says the Divir Mio, you see here how intertwined Gaulus and Geula are. The Geula begins the Gaulus, the Gaulus begins the Geula. And he explains it in the following manner. Chazal tell us a Gemara Megillah, Eina Kaddish Baruch Hu Makas Yisrael Elim Kein Hu Beire Lohen Refua Tachila. Hashem does not hit Kla Yisrael unless He creates the Refua, the cure first. And the question is, why is this so important? HaKadosh Baruch Hu is a Kal Yachal. He wants to punish Kla Yisrael. He wants to hit Kla Yisrael. He wants to challenge Kla Yisrael. He brings a Makkah. Whenever the point is that he decides the Makkah should be over, so at that point he could create a Refua. It doesn't take time. He doesn't need to think about it. It's instantaneous. So why is it necessary for HaKadosh Baruch Hu to have the Refua created before the Makkah? Give the maka, and when it's over, you'll make the refuah. And the answer, says the Yermio, is as follows. If the tachlis was the maka, if the tachlis was the punishment and the maka, we are correct. 
HaKadosh Baruch Hu will give the Makkah, and he'll figure a way out to get out of it when he's finished. But we're making a mistake. When it comes to Kla Yisrael, there's no such thing of a Makkah being the goal and the Tachlis. There's always a refuah, which means to say, HaKadosh Baruch Hu needs to bring Kla Yisrael to a certain Madrega, a certain Geula, a certain refuah, from point A to point B. And the question is, how will he get them there? For that, he then needs to bring a Makkah in order to get them to the refuah. So the refuah is the real goal. The Tachlis is to get to that Geula and that refuah. Then HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, Okay, if I have to get there, now I have to give a Makkah to get Klai Yisrael there. For example, Golos Mitzrayim. HaKadosh Baruch Hu knew already, and he told Avram Avinu, the Brisbane Absarim, Your children are going to go into Golos, and then I'm going to take them out, and I'm going to punish the nation. So the question is, if you know already that there's going to be a Gula, so what are you going putting us into Golos for? Why do you need the whole, the whole, the whole process? If you know there's going to be a Golas Mitzrayim and then a Geula, let's skip it. And the answer is, HaKadosh Baruch Hu had a family of Yaakov Avinu, 70 people, Chashev people, Shifteka, and he needed to get them to turn into a Klal Yisrael of millions of people who've understood what it means to be an Eved of Hashem, to understand what it means to be an Eved, to have the power to go through the gullus of the world, to be ready to be mekabal satira with the amuna, the strong amuna in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, kishachod belevechod, to be mekabal satira How does he get those 70 people to become a klal Yisrael roi for Kabbalah satira That's the geula, that's the refuah, is the Kabbalah satira HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, for that, we have to go through a Golis Mitzrayim. Those 70 people go down to Mitzrayim. They go through a course of Avdus. They're strengthened, they're fortified to be able to withstand Golis. They see the Makas, they learn the Amuna. They come out believing in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, ready for a Kabbalah Satayra. You can't skip the stage of Golis. Golis is what made us Klal Yisrael. Millions of people emerged from Mitzrayim ready for Kabbalah Satayra. The 70 B'nai Yaakov on their own were not able to do that. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu had a goal, the refuah, the geula of coming out of Mitzrayim, and therefore he had to bring us through Golis Mitzrayim. That created a Klal Yisrael. That's what it means HaKadosh Baruch Hu is bayri the refuah first, because that's the true goal. Which means to say, says the dear Yirmiyahu, that really Golis is just the beginnings of the geula. It's the preparations for the Geula. And that's why Golas and Geula are so intertwined with each other. They all come from the same Makar, the same source. Because the goal is the Geula. Yehuda is the goal. That's Geula. Now he has to begin. How do we get to that Geula? It's got to go through the selling of Yosef. The Golas of Mitzrayim will get us to the Geula on the other side. And that's what it means, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, is Bari the Rufuah Tchila. Because that's the actual Tachlis. Another example of this we could find in the story of Yosef HaTzadik in Mitzrayim in the house of Paitifar. And the wife of Paitifar tries to seduce him to an Avera. And he gets thrown into jail by Paitifar. He wasn't put in the regular jail with criminals. These are the ones that the 
did an Avera against the king, a crime against the Melech, Asire HaMelech Asurim Sham. You have governors, you have ministers, as we see later, the Saramashkim and the Saraifim, that's like the political prisoners, the people who have done something in high positions, who are close to the king, that's where they are. Why was he put there? Why wasn't he put in a place, a regular jail? I mean, Avera that he did wasn't against the king. It was a regular perceived Avera that he did. The Ramban answers that since Paitifar liked him, he didn't want to put him in the regular jail. He put him in this jail. It's much more comfortable there. It was all me'es Hashem, says the Ramban. But the Meshachachma says it with a little different twist. The Meshachachma says it's Mavur in the Midrashim that Paitifar didn't trust his wife. He knew that probably, or maybe for sure, that she's the one who tried to initiate this. It wasn't Yosef. But he had to save face. He had to save face. If his wife says she was attacked, he has to save face. The problem is, if you go to a regular jail, people talk. And they ask, why are you in? And he tells a story. And if people are going to talk, continue to talk about the story, it might become clear that Yosef's innocent and he was the victim. And Aisha's Paitifar was really the one who was at fault. He didn't want that. So he took him to the place, Asher Asirei HaMelech Asurim. Over there, people don't talk to each other. Number one, you have people who know lots of secrets of the kingdom. They're not talking to each other. I don't know if the Meshachachma means that they actually separate them. They're in solitary confinement. They can't talk to each other, or they just don't talk to each other. They know that each one has connections with the king and may use his connections to snitch on the other in order to get out of jail. People don't talk a lot there. People are very secretive. And Paitifar said, I need Yosef in a place where no one talks to each other. Because then, no one will talk about what he did, and no one will ever know the truth. So he put him there. And if you think about what Yosef is thinking, he's ten years in this jail. No one's going to ever hear his story. He can't even complain to anyone. No one's talking to each other. That's it. There's no way for him to ever get out. If you think how this desperate and full of despair that Yosef was in. However, says the Meshachachman, a different piece. This was all Ashkocha from Hashem. Hashem needed to figure out a way. Yosef HaTzadik has to become the Mishnah Lamelech. He has to become the voice, Viceroy, the second to the king in Mitzrayim. What does he know about royalty? What does he know about being a Melech? What does he know about how the palace works and the ministers and the whole, and the whole hierarchy of the government? Yosef HaTzadik, what does he know about this? Kaddish Baruch says, I have a plan. I'm going to put him into the jail Asher Asirei HaMelech Asurim Sham. He's going to get to know these people. He's going to learn what it means to be a king. He's going to learn from the Saramashkim the Saraifim. He's going to talk to them. He's going to get a feel for royalty so that in Parshas Miketz 12 years later, when he finally gets out, he walks right into the shoes of the Mishnah Lamelech knowing exactly what he needs to do without any training because he was already trained. That says the Meshachachma is the dark Yashkacha of why HaKadosh Baruch Hu put him in there. But let's just take it one step further. No one talks. How is Yosef going to talk to everyone? No one talks to each other there. How is he going to learn to be the Melech? And the answer is very simple. One day the Sarbe Sasaya wakes up and says he needs an assistant to help him out. Who is he going to get to be an assistant? One of the prisoners? The prisoners don't talk to each other. They're not going to appreciate. They're not going to, be able, they're not going to cooperate with another prisoner who is going to be in charge of them. Oh, 
he remembers this one prisoner here who's not from Nasiri Hamelech. He doesn't know any secrets. He doesn't know from nothing. He was accused of of, of attacking Paitifar's wife. He's the perfect guy. Everyone will talk to him because they're not afraid of him. Who's he going to go run to the king? What they say? He's a nar ivri. Eved l'sarat habachim is a nothing. And Yosef was the one who was chosen. Yosef now has access to every single prisoner there to talk to them, to learn from them what it means to be a melech. So Yosef had a geula. The geula was he's going to be the Mishnah the melech. Kaddish Baruch Hu had to figure out a way how are we going to get him to that geula and refuah? He's got to go through this galus, this galus of being in the Makam Asher Asirei HaMelech Asurim, which Paitifar did that no one should talk about him. Paitifar should throw away the key. Yosef felt the key was thrown away. He's stuck here. But really, this galus was actually his geula. Gullus and Geula are one. They're intertwined. The galus is the haschala of the geula that brings us to the geula. And one more example of this idea <coughs> from the Yontif of Hanukkah. The Ramah says there's a minik tit milchik san Hanukkah because of the story of Yehudis who fed Eliporni, fed Eliporni milchiks, cheese, gave him wine to drink, he fell asleep, she chopped off his head and began a revolution of the Chashmei Noim. The Majish tells us that earlier the, Chash, the Yavanim had made a decree, Kiswal Karen Ashar, Shein Lechem Chelek Belekei Yisrael. Everyone has to write on the horn of their oxen, we don't have a Chelek Belekei Yisrael. The animals are the symbol of Parnassah. They do the work. They, there's, you, you, you get milk from them. You shech them and you slaughter them. You have meat. And the Yavanim wanted to ingrain and claw Yisrael. When it comes to all that, there's no Rabbi Nishalaylam. It's all Teva. Stop thinking about the Rabbi Nishalaylam in this world. The Madras teaches us, the Chashmanoim said, we're not going to do such a thing. And they got up and they slaughtered all their animals. That's it. We don't have animals anymore. No animals anymore. You have no animals to plow fields. You don't have food. You don't have animals to shecht anymore. You don't have meat. You don't even have fresh milk anymore. Could you imagine the Chashmainayim, what a tzara this was for them? They were chaloshim. They became weak. Why they became weak? Because they had nothing to eat. They were hiding out in caves. What an existence for them. Such gallus, such saras. But what happens? What do you do with milk that you want to preserve? You can't just save milk. When they milked, did the last milking of all their animals before they slaughtered them, what did they do? How do you preserve the milk? You turned it into cheese. What kind of cheese? Aged cheese. Salty cheese. Cheese that has been preserved. That cheese that you have to wait six hours for because it's so salty with such a strong taste. That's aged cheese. That's, that's what they turned it into. And for years, that's all they had to eat was this aged cheese. They didn't have fresh milk. They didn't have meat. They weren't mil- they weren't fleshics. And when it finally came the time for Yehudis to feed Eli Porni something, what'd she have to feed him? A steak? And then there's no meat. She had salty cheese. He eats the salty cheese. He's extremely thirsty. She gives him wine to drink. He needs so much wine to quench that thirst. He falls in such a deep sleep, she's able to cut off, chop off his head. That was the gula. HaKadosh Baruch Hu needed a geula. What's going to spark the revolution? We have to get Yehudis to be able to put Eliporni to sleep and kill him. How is he going to, she going to do that? With a piece of meat, he's not going to be so thirsty to fall asleep.
You need salty cheese. Why is she going to feed him salty cheese? Because that's all they have. Why is that all they have? Because it was a gzeira, kisval karen ashar. And they had to slaughter all their animals. And they had to live like that. as chalashim, suffering with very little to eat, with the little food that they had. Only having this aged cheese and similar things. That was the gallus. But that gallus was really the beginnings of the geula. That gallus was bringing them to geula. And when you look at it in retrospect, you see the steps of the geula. You hear the steps of the geula. And that's how Kla Yisrael exists. Our gallus, our challenges, our tsaris, whether it's as a tzibur and whether it's as yechidim. HaKadosh Baruch Hu has a plan. There's a geula. Do we know what he wants? Does he want us to get us to a certain level of amuna? Does he want us to get us to a certain level of tefillah? Maybe it's a certain level evil of suffering, of yisurim, in order to have kaparas avoynis. We don't know what is the geula that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has for us. But every challenge that comes our way seems to be the bitter regalus. But we have to know it's really the beginnings of the geula. It's really the mahalach to the geula. It's really the mahalach to the refuah. Gullus and Geula are one and the same for Kla Yisrael. We should be zeichet to be able to recognize that, to weather the Gullus, the Gullus that each individual of us is challenged with, and the Gullus that Kla Yisrael has, this Gullus that we keep on being reminded, that we're, just in case we've forgotten, that we're talking Gullus. And if we're able to see that, and hear, hear the footsteps of the coming Geula, we should be zeichet, Every person should have his personal Yeshua. Kla Yisrael should have the Geula. We should be Zaycheh. It's a Zman now. A Zman of Geula. We should be Zaycheh to see the Geula Shlema.